0: This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us today. Pastor Corey is continuing his recovery rehab series with the title Recovering Your Vision. We hope that you enjoy today's word. Quickly, let us go to the Word of God this morning. Mark chapter 10. Welcome on. Our E-Campus family, I see you online, I love you all. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. (laughs) What a mighty God we serve. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Skip processes.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: we don't we don't just say this because of optimism we say this because we declare what the Lord has said. Things start happening when you start saying what God has already said <laughs> Mark chapter ten. We work this morning. Mark chapter 10 verse 46. If you got it, say I got it. If you don't have it, you can read along with me. The Bible says that now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road, begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many, preach with me, baby. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you and throwing aside his garment, he rose and he came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? <laughs> the blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I might receive my sight. Verse 52 says, Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, for your faith has made you well. And somebody says, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Family, it is my assignment to preach and to teach from a subject titled this morning, Recovering Your Vision. Recovering Your Vision. Why don't you type that in the chat if you're watching online? Somebody say, Recovering Your Vision. Come on and bless God as you take your seats. Recovering Your Vision. Family, it was Helen Keller who stated, and I quote, that the only thing worse than being blind... Is ha- the worst, only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Proverbs 29 and 18 puts it like this. It says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. The Message Bible puts it like this. It reads, if people can't see what God is doing... They stumble all over themselves. In other words, when you have vision in your life, you don't trip. <laughs> look, at your, look at the person you're sitting next to and say, stop tripping. And the truth of the matter is, if if you're going to do anything great for God, it, it's going to... To require that you not just have sight, but that you have vision. The ability to not just see with, with your eyes, but the ability to see with your heart. For that is vision. And as God has continued to, to deal with me on this, this topic of recovery, this is one of the areas he wanted to discuss because nothing will steal your vision more than pain. When you go through painful seasons and painful situations, if you're not careful, you can allow it to steal your vision. Can I prove it to you? Have you ever been walking and stubbed your toe on the corner of a bed? Help me, Lord. Y'all talk to me now. Have you ever been walking somewhere and you, you stubbed your toe on the corner of a wall or a bed? Ain't nothing worse than that type of pain. That type of pain... Will make you want to amputate your toe. Am I lying? In <laughs> the minute it happens, you 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 stop and you you win, and everything ooh becomes focused on the area where you're injured. And that's exactly what pain in life does. It causes you to stop in life and be hyper-focused hyper and hypersensitive to the place that you were injured. And if you're not careful, you can allow pain to stop you in life. You can have pain dictate your language where you're more so talking about the hurt than the God that's keeping you together. And can I be honest that this this year and this season has been a year that's been filled with so many different bumps and so many different bruises and and burdens. And it's caused me at some times and some points in life to lose my vision. And I became so focused on what I was going through. I was blinded to the one that was carrying me through. Because brokenness breeds breeds blindedness. And that's exactly where the enemy, he he wants us. And the one thing the enemy knows is he can't stop God. So he tries to stop you by not allowing you to have vision for your life. And in our text this morning before us, we, we see an example on how it is we get our vision back. Here's what's critical. Jesus asked this man a crazy blank check question. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And and today Jesus is asking us, what is it that you want me to do? How would you answer if if Jesus gave you a blank check? Now, this is no shade. I'm convinced that some of you, you would ask for a dream job. I, I'm convinced that some of you, you probably would ask for a dream boo. <laughs> that that some of you, you would probably ask for a dream house, money, or more money. But but I like what the blind man does. Blind Bartimaeus says he says I don't want things that just make me feel better. I want something that's gonna make me better. <laughs> Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you, Bartimaeus? And Bartimaeus responds, I just want my vision. And there's somebody here this morning that does, that, 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 that's sitting here that you don't need another job. You don't need more money, although that would be nice. But what you need is vision. Because there's a difference between sight and vision. Sight you see with your eyes, but vision you see with your heart. Vision, watch this, when you have vision with your heart, you're able to see even when something's not there. And some of you, you this morning, when I, when I come to tell you and when I come to submit to you, what you need is your vision back. That this year has been filled with painful experiences. This year has been filled with painful situations, and along the way, you have lost your vision. But I come to tell somebody that when you leave here, at whatever time we're getting back, you're leaving here not empty handed, but you're leaving here with your vision back. Somebody say, I'm getting it back, I'm getting it back, I'm getting it back. <laughs> I had a question for Blind Bartimaeus when I was reading this text. I, I, I said, Why is it that all you asked for was vision? And he said to me, I'm a beggar. And every day people would come by and put money in my cup. In this day, he, he was a beggar and when you had a disability and when you had something that, that would hinder you, you couldn't work like others would work. There, there were no call centers in this day. There, there were no places, no desk where he could come and, and work and interact with people. Most of the jobs back in this day were agricultural. He couldn't farm. He, he couldn't be a carpenter like Jesus. He couldn't be a fisherman like Peter. So so, so, what they had to assign themselves to was begging. And here it is. This man every day is, is, is begging for money. And his cup is being filled. But his condition is the same. Because it's possible to have filled cups but an empty life. Oh God, I... I-, I thought I was going to get a better response to that. I- I'll say it one more time. It- it's possible to have filled cups, uh, but nothing has changed about your condition. But if you ever want to recover your v- uh, vision, before you can begin to walk in your vision, here it is. You've got to stop settling for filled cups. And start start going after a whole life because it's possible to settle for filled cups and you got an empty life. I, I know you got a job, but you ain't got no joy. I, 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 okay, what's the section they're gonna talk to me? I, I know you got a nice house, but do you got peace in that house? I, I I'm looking for my maybe my section is online. I, I I know I know you're married, but are you happily married? God is saying it's
1: possible to have filled cups. But an empty life and I'm just wondering and I'm talking to anybody right now that says I'm tired of just filled cups but I want everything that God has for me that this is the last day that you catch me settling gonna talk to me singles. I'm not settling in no relationship. I'm not settling for no position. I'm not settling for no friends that don't got my... I need everything that God has for me. I'm done
0: settling anything less than God's best for my life. You can leave it where it's set. But everything that God has for me, I need it. (laughs) Woo! He makes a decision to get rid of his cup. Because his cup is being filled, but his condition ain't being changed. And to get your vision back, you got to stop settling. Vision is the thing that... That starts everything. Vision allows you to see yourself beyond where you find yourself. Vision allows you to see yourself in a messed up place, but not allow the messed up place to become the reality of your attitude. Vision, it it ignites your imagination. And and somebody today, you need to know that, that God is getting ready to help you to recover your vision. And as we learn from from Bartimaeus this morning. Is this helping out anybody? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down because Bartimaeus, there are some steps that we got to take that if we're going to recover our, our vision and the first thing that you must do is separate yourself from the labels. <laughs> uh, we y'all talk to me online? Uh, will y'all talk to me online? Somebody say, preach Pastor Corey. You're doing the best you can. The, the first thing is you got to separate yourself from the labels. It's interesting that whenever we, we, we see Bartimaeus, he's never just called by his name. He's always called by his condition. Oh, God, He's not just Bartimaeus. He's blind, Bartimaeus. <laughs> he is defined by his disability and his deficiency, and he is labeled. And when it comes to labels, you must know that sometimes the reason why people label you is because of their insecurity and they need their need to limit you. Ah, oh, God. Watch this. So they label you and put a definition on the label and then expect you to live within the parameters of the label they put on your life. So they will call you inexperienced. So they will say that you're not good enough. So they will say that you're a divorcee or uneducated or a teenage mother and they define you by what you've been through instead of defining you by the God who made you. And it's a terrible thing, family, hear me this morning, when you allow the definition of other people that, that, that has been placed on you to determine your destiny. Hear me out. Don't lose your purpose in life because somebody decided to put a label on your life. I'll say that one more time. Don't lose your purpose in life because somebody decided to put a label on your life. But you got to separate yourself from the labels. Don't let people tell you who you are. Don't let people tell you what you can become. Don't let people tell you what your value is. You're not defined by what they say because here it is. this is my point this morning. If you allow people to label you, you give them permission to place you. God, I'm preaching better than you're responding. I'll say it one more time. Maybe y'all talking to your boy online. I don't know. I I said that if you allow people to label you, then you give people permission to place you. Where do we see this in the text? The Bible says in the text in verse 46, it says that he is blind Bartimaeus sitting by the roadside. Because the roadside is where they placed people who had disabilities. See, this is why you can't allow people to label you because when you allow them to put labels on your life, they place you wherever they want. Ah, God. Ah, the roadside is where blind people sit because if you tell me who I am, then I give you permission to tell me where I'm to sit. And I, if I if I let you tell me who I am, then I also give you permission to place me wherever you want me. And some of you, you've been living on the roadside for too long. The roadside is a place of in-between. It's a place where you haven't arrived to where you are yet. But it's also a place to where you aren't where you used to be anymore. And people will try to define you by the roadside. And I to let somebody know that you may not be where you want to be but you can give God praise that when you look back over your life that you're not where you used to be but now I will not allow people to define me by where I'm at because I'm on the way to
1: where God has called me to be somebody shout somebody say I'm on my way
0: It might have taken me some months. It might have taken me some years. It might have taken me some time. But the destination is more important than the pace. The direction is more important than the pace. As long as I'm headed in the direction, I got a reason to thank God. Because I'm moving along the way. (laughs) Yeah, they... They, they placed him because when you don't have a vision for your life, others will come up with a vision for your life. I'm teaching better than y'all responded. When you don't have a vision for your life, others will come up with a vision for your life. And they'll, they'll place you. But you got to separate yourself. Somebody say separate yourself from the labels. The second thing that we can learn from blind Bartimaeus is, is, is not just separating yourself from the labels. Number two, if you're taking notes, you got to steward what you got. <laughs> Somebody say steward Stewart. what you got. So many times we, we, we let the enemy get us caught up on what we don't have. That we don't know how to be good Stewards of what we do have. So you get so busy complaining about what's wrong, you don't know how to celebrate what's still right. I'm doing the best I can. I'm in the text. I'm in the text. The text says in verse 47 that he heard and he said <laughs> that blind Bartimaeus heard and he said. Y'all missed it. Blind Bartimaeus heard and he said. Y'all missed the point. Blind Bartimaeus heard and said. Y'all missed it. Blind Bartimaeus Heard, and he said. Y'all, y'all still didn't, i just, let me say it one more time. Blind Bartimaeus heard, and he said. He's blind, but he isn't so consumed by what isn't working that he failed to use what is working.
1: Oh, God. And if you're ever going to get your vision back, you gotta learn how to steward what you got left. That although you lost your job, you may have lost your job, you didn't lose your mind. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Although you went through a breakup, you didn't know the breakup was setting you up for breakthrough. And that you still got something left. And I'm wondering, am I talking to anybody in this church or on this virtual online service that say I might have lost some things this year. But the one thing I still do have is what God is giving me right now. And I got everything I need to recover everything God calling me to that I may not have my eyes but I got my ears I may not have my eyes but I got my mouth I may not have my eyes but I got my legs I may not have my eyes but I got my ears I still got something left because the truth of the matter is heavenly gospel y'all need to know this you serve a God That will never leave you (laughs) empty-handed. I Come to let somebody
0: know that you serve a God that will never leave you empty-handed. He will always leave you something that you can work with. But you got to stop being so focused on what you don't have that you fail to use what you do have. Can I tell y'all, this happened to me this week. Y'all, something happened interesting on Monday. Y'all can be seated. Something happened interesting on Monday. Y'all, there was this, this, this severe cold front that came through on Monday. It came through. That hulk, it came through. I felt like the weather this week was personal at the beginning. Just cold. And if you live in my house, we got to wait until it's negative 38 degrees Celsius <laughs> to turn on the heat. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Man. Energy bill just went back low. We just, we're going to have one month. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> Come on, talk, talk to your boy. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I've been doing this thing of, of where I've been running and I've been working out. And nothing. Somebody said I look good. I didn't say it. They said it. Online to church. Somebody said I look good. So I just need y'all to know that somebody said the pastor looked good. We bless God because I couldn't use the button that's up, but I had to button up to prove a point today. So come on, slim fit. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. I'm trying to get there. My my high school team my high school friend is here patting me. I'm I'm coming to the gym. I'm 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 right behind you. Just listen. Uh so I I I have started this thing where I do cardio each and every day, each and every morning. And um it, it was hard this week because it was too cold. I barely want to get out of the bed. Talk to your pastor. Some of y'all, y'all found it hard to even get out of the bed. Like, ooh, it's just (laughs) cold. Oh, I just, I'm going to call in. It's going to be self care Monday. I just, how much PTO I got? (laughs) I struggle with working out. And there was one day where I went to go run. And another day, I just was going to sit there and say, well, I done lost the heat, so I guess I'm just gonna, gonna let it knock me off. I'm just gonna get back on it whenever it warm up because I see it's supposed to get warm. And, and, and it was the Holy Spirit that rose up in me and said, no, 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 no. You, you might have had the loss of heat. You, you, you may have, have lost the loss of comfortability, but that doesn't give you permission to stop. I'm trying not to shout all over this place. And, and so can I tell y'all what I did? I, I said, I can't run outside. I can't walk outside. Hmm. But I got space in the church. And I know y'all see a church. But as I was thinking in my mind of a creative way to still continue in my discipline of what God had gave me to do, y'all see a church, I saw a track. And do you know that your pastor for a few days was in this church turning up the heat? I'm trying not to move because the camera, but, but if you can just envision with me, I started... My Apple Watch. And I said, I can document how many steps I take, and it will calculate how many miles I'll walk. I said, I normally walk three to five miles, so let me go in and set my watch. And I began walking around the church. Yeah. I'm going to stay in this because here it is. I cannot allow the pain of something that left to stop
1: me in my discipline of what God has given me. to See, some of y'all, y'all too fickle. Some of y'all, y'all too surface. The minute some pain hits your life, you stop praying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute pain hits your life, you stop praising God. The minute pain hits your life, you stop worshiping. But God says you got to allow life to stop dictating you. The disciplines that I've given you to do. And you got to continue to work what I gave you to do. Somebody say walk it out. Ah, you got to find a way. Find a way to get it done. Even when it don't seem like it'll work. Even when it seems like odds are against you. Even when it seems like the cards...
0: Or stacked against your favor, you got to find a way. And I'm just wondering, is there anybody here online that say, Pastor, these last two months, I'm going to find a way. That if you're preaching recovery, if you're talking about this, it must mean that God wants this for my life. So I'm going to find a way. Somebody say, find a way, find a way, find a way. You better find a way. I can't control the weather, but I can, I, I can get to a point to where I don't allow the, the weather to control me. I didn't allow outside circumstances to stop me in the discipline of what I could do. And that's what we see in Blind Mart- Bartimaeus. He stewarded what he had. He was blind but he used his ears in his mouth. Last thing and I'm done. You got to stop calling it what others call it. (laughs) You got to stop calling it what others call it. Watch what happens. He, He begins to say to Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, now, What's very interesting to me is that he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. But he does not repeat what he's told. They say it's Jesus of Nazareth. But he says Jesus, son of David. This Say it with me now. This is significant because when they call... When he called him Jesus, son of David, he was saying, you are the Messiah. He, he distinguished him from Jesus of Nazareth because he's saying to him, you're not just a teacher, a rabbi, you are master, you can touch me. Yeah. That you're not just somebody who can teach me, you're somebody who has the power to touch me. Look at the text. It says in verse 47 that when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> because here it is. When it comes to recovering your vision, you've got to stop calling it what everybody else says it is. The reason why some of us can't get our vision back because we're too busy calling it what others say it is. But you got to learn how to look at the same situation and allow them to call it cancer, but you call it healed. Oh, I've come to talk to somebody. They call it a breakup, but you call it breakthrough. Don't call it like it is. Call it what it should be. They call you broke. You call it rich. They call it hurt. You call it healed. When the doctor came to me and told me that I have coronary heart disease, I said, thank you, but no, thank you. You got
1: a right to call it what you call it from your doctor's book. But I serve another God from another book. And the Bible says that by his stripes, I am healed. So doctor, you can call it whatever you want to call it. But give me the license to call it whatever I call to call it. And I call it healed. somebody say don't call it like it is don't don't call it like it is you gotta learn how to say and now let the weak say I'm strong let the poor say I'm rich
0: somebody say you gotta call it something different you gotta call it something different cause here it is I gotta warn you That while you're on your way to recovering your uh, vision, you got to understand that there is going to be a level of resistance that you encounter. I'm in the text. The text says in verse 48 that when he started screaming out for the name of Jesus, they had people to tell him to be quiet. He had people to tell him to shut up. He had people to tell him to stop all of that hollering. Now here's what's interesting. They didn't bother him the day before. They didn't mess with the blind man, the blind Bartimaeus the day before. But now that Jesus is on the road. Now that breakthrough is on the horizon, now that deliverance is in his face, and he's trying to do something about his situation, is the very minute that he's met with resistance. What are you saying, Pastor Corey? I come to let somebody know and inform somebody that the resistance that you've been experiencing is evidence that your
1: breakthrough is close. Ah, I've only come to talk to people who've been ha- encountering hell and high water like never before. And you thought this was evidence of the enemy. I come to let you know that ain't the enemy, baby. That's God. That's God on your street. That's God on your road. That's God getting ready to make happen what you've been praying for, but you gotta learn how to keep opening up your mouth to Because the Bible says The more they told him to be quiet The louder he got Y'all miss it The more they told him to shut up The more he got louder Because uh, it's one thing If you've been through what I've been through It's one thing if you had to put yourself in my shoes But you can't tell me what to do If you ain't been walking in my shoes This ain't about you anyway This is about Jesus I just want to know, is there anybody here? that you got enough faith to call on the name of Jesus, I dare you to open up your mouth and shout the name of Jesus. If you're watching online, I dare you to open up your mouth and shout the name Jesus because demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Every tongue and every knee shall bow at the name
0: of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus." See, we don't believe in Jesus, Jesus. Jesus 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 Jesus
1: Jesus 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 He's a healer He's a protector He's a provider He's a way maker He is a great physician He is my door opener He is my door closer He's my chief song Jesus my lily in the valley Jesus somebody shout Jesus <laughs> because here it is I'm trying not to shout the reason
0: why there's resistance met and the reason why there will be people that don't want you to get your vision watch this they don't want you to get your vision back because they're intimidated by the place that you may put them in your life. When you get your vision back. See, some people can't handle it. Some people don't want you to see. Some people don't want you to get your vision. Because they're insecure that once you get your
1: vision back, you're going to see them properly and place them properly. Ah, God. God. But somebody say, vision's coming back. 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 Somebody say, vision's coming back. Vision's coming back. That God is getting ready to restore your vision for your family. He's getting ready to restore your vision for your business. He's getting ready to restore your vision for your ministry. He's getting ready to restore your vision for your life. He's getting ready to restore your vision for your friends. And the text says, oh, I love the Bible.
0: Oh, it's so good. How do I know that you got your vision back? The Bible says, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He says, I want to see. He gets his vision. And Jesus says, "Your faith has made you
1: whole." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh!
0: It didn't say your vision made you heal; it made you whole. Because you, when you get your vision back, you get more than healing. Yeah. See, see, when you get whole and you get your vision back, you stop putting yourself in situations that cause you to lose your vision. <laughs> when you get your vision back, watch this you can go through a breakup. Then, when you see a joker trying to walk into your life, that looked like the last show. You say,
1: nah, I see you from a distance now. I ain't even got to give you my number. I, I'm preaching better than y'all responding.
0: When you get your vision back, you start to know your value. And you start to recognize who don't see it either. But the Bible says, I'm done. Jesus tells him to go your way. But that's not what the text reads. The text reads, and he followed him. Ah, God, Jesus never gave blind Bartimaeus the command to follow him. But the minute blind Bartimaeus got his vision back, Jesus says, go your way. But blind Bartimaeus, he follows him. Come here, Dad. (laughs) Come here. Y'all got to see this picture. Dad, you got the sight. Go your way. That's not what he does. Come back. Pray for blind Bartimaeus. Sorry, Dad. Because that's what some of us do when we get our vision. Thank you, God. You heal me. You go right back. Thank God that you saved me. You go right back. You get out of debt, and you go right back on the spending free. Talk, Pastor Corey. He says, "You heal. Go your way." Jesus starts walking. I told you to go your way. I heard somebody say, he is my way.
1: Because when you get your vision back, you no longer see your way as the way. But when you get your vision back, you ain't gotta tell me to follow you. My way made a mess. My way made made me stuck. My way made me broke. that I got my vision back. I know that his way is the way for me. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout yes.
0: (laughs) I'm trying not to dance. I'm done. When you get your vision back, you recognize that your way ain't the best way. As we're standing all over the house, if you'll be honest with yourself, some of you, you got to be honest about your way. Because your way don't really work as good as you think it is can we just be honest your, your way don't work like you present it, it does i know this what you're showing people online and on social media but your life ain't, ain't really that good y'all not talking to me <laughs> Because you're not doing you're not doing life Christ's way, you're still doing life culture way. So you call yourself a Christian, but you're still handling your relationship culture's way. I'm trying I'm trying to be good. Yeah, you say Jesus is king, but he really not king. Culture is <laughs> because here it is how I know you got your vision, it's no longer about you, it's about God. I've always been going on now, in here recently, been hearing a lot of talk about the president, not enough about God. Christ is king, not the president. When you get your vision, you become honest with yourself that my way isn't the best way, but his way is what's best for my life. Mm. That God, he is superior in his power and intellect. You got people that can theorize what, what put the cloud in the sky, but they still can't make it rain. That means that the person who put the cloud in the sky has superior intellect than the person that can theorize, too what, what, what how, how the cloud got there. Because they, they, they may know how it got there, but they can't make it rain. He's superior. And when we follow after this book, we're not just doing it out of, out of religiosity. We're doing it because he's smarter than me. He's smarter than me. He knows what I need to do with my marriage. He knows what I need to do with my relationships. He knows what I need to do with my money. He he just knows everything about everything. So why not follow him? It's wise. Maybe you're watching online and you're saying, Pastor, I'm going to be honest. I've been going after my way, but my way hasn't worked. And you want to surrender your life to Jesus. Maybe you're here. You're saying, Pastor, I need my vision back. All you got to do is surrender. Because God can do more with your surrender than he can do with your control. Keep trying to control and fix the situation. You keep trying to make it happen. And all God wants you to do is surrender. That's you, and you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, I want to surrender for real, for real. I want to just not surrender my life, but I want to surrender... Everything that's in my life, my relationships, my money, my, my job, my friendships, I just want to surrender because life knocked me off track. And if that's you, I just want you to lift your hands wherever you are. Maybe you want to rededicate your life to Christ. It's fine. We all get knocked off. This is, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. It's okay. Maybe you want to, you say, I got to get back on track if that's you and you You're saying, I want to go his way. Why don't you lift those hands and just want to pray for you. Lift those hands high. Yeah. Come on. Can we bless God for those? Father, I pray for those who have their hands lifted as a sign of surrenderance. Father, they realize that their way is not the best way. They realize your way is what's best for their life. Now, may they experience what your way declares it will provide in their life. Father, your word declares that, that your way not just gives them a life, but it gives them abundant life. There is a fulfillment in you. So God, we pray right now by faith, God, that you will begin to feel their life so much to the brim where it overflows and extends into these areas of life. The children, their, their businesses, their jobs, their careers, everything that they touch and their feet occupies. Father, we pray. For a life that follows you. I pray, God, that you are restoring visions even now. Restoring assignments and instructions of what you gave them to do. Things that got lost along the way because of the pain of the season that they were in. Father, I thank you, God, for even resurrecting dreams, God. Hmm. Father I thank you even now God for waking them up in the midnight hour God and just having what you what's on your heart on their mind so much that they can't even get any sleep God Father I thank you for songs being resurrected God I thank you I thank you for ideas being resurrected I thank you for wisdom being resurrected Father I thank you God for what they're getting ready to recover <laughs> Ah God, they were surprised by who hurt them. But the same people who hurt them are getting ready to be surprised at how fast they recover. And I thank you, Lord, for success and victory even now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on and put those blessed hands together. Come on, if you receive Christ online, if you receive Christ, type I receive Jesus on today. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in <laughs> with us. We hope you really enjoyed today's message. If you did, here's your opportunity to partner with us on today. You can partner by giving via Cash App, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel Church. Or go to hglovespeople.com, press the give button, and give whatever amount that you would love to give on today. Again, be blessed and thank you for tuning in.